Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. <laughs> And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Season York. Yeah, you know what it is. It's a dimly lit room on a Friday. Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The Kansas City Chiefs. The San Francisco 49ers, the Super Bowl. Super meaning excellent or exceptional jacket. Bowl meaning a concave dish used for eating food. Turn up that music, Michael. We're having a party. It's a Super Bowl party. We've got cheese dip here. We've got enthusiasm. Did I mention the cheese dip? And the enthusiasm for the cheese dip, of course. Yeah, it's funny. I'm not, that, uh, I'm not as into the game as other people are, but I am very excited about the cheese dip. Which is interesting. He's rooting for cheese, folks. There are no two teams in the National Football League I've spent more time rooting for with every fiber of my body. Yes. Than the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. At various points of your life. I know that about you. Yeah. Yes. God, I used to live and die by Chiefs games. I mean. So uh, a lot of dying. Yeah. Well, certainly yeah. when it came playoff time. Yeah. Well, yeah. There were a number of uh, best record in the NFL, home field. We lost the first game. What? There was a number of those. Yeah. I'm looking at you, Steve Bono. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> I remember that year. I uh, I remember I was sitting at a bar. The Chiefs had the uh, home field throughout. Yeah. And... I was so excited about it. They were losing. I was wearing my jersey. Yeah. They were losing as I was watching at home. I clearly need to change venues. That's right. what the problem is. So I drove to a sports bar, and they went ahead and lost. And I remember just sitting there in the bar stool. I was like the only person in the place. Nobody where I was living at that time cared about the Chiefs. And uh, and I just, I just, I was, so I didn't watch another minute of football. I didn't watch the Super Bowl that year. I took a trip. I was traveling while the game was on. Oh, yeah. I was so wounded. Embittered. Yeah. So I remember what it's like to be deeply wounded by a loss. Yeah. Like it affects your mood. You can't function for a while. Yeah, I haven't uh, been like that for a long time, and I'm kind of glad. I used to be. I could name a couple of bitter, bitter losses that this, too. I had to walk them off for a long time. Can't sleep that night. Well, I usually took care of that. <laughs> One little, way or totally. Little drinky poo. Yeah. I suppose the biggest non-sports news is a man called Lamar Alexander, a Republican senator, best friend of Mitch McConnell in the Senate. Tennessean. Announced last night that while he thinks the president did everything he's being accused of, he was trying to get dirt on a political opponent, holding up funds, blah, blah, blah. He did all that. It's not the Senate's job to boot him out of office. It's the people's job. So I will vote no on witnesses, and uh, unless something really, really weird happens, there ain't four Republicans now. Right. There's old Mitch McConnell, and uh, what's her name from up there in the Northeast? And uh, Right. Mitch McConnell? Susan. Uh, no, uh, Mitt Romney. Ah, yeah. Mitt Romney and Susan Collins. And uh, there were yeses. And then there's, there's another one that's going to be announced today. 
But even if she says yes, it gets you to 50-50. Oh, Susan Murkowski in Alaska, perhaps? Yeah, she's going to announce today. And But even if she says yes to witnesses, that's just 50-50, and nobody thinks Roberts is going to jump in, so it's over. It'll end this afternoon. And Lisa Murkowski. I'm excited about... First names don't matter. She wrestled a, a grizzly bear to a draw. That's how she got elected. Oh, really? That's, that's how, her fame. That they yep. ha, that's, that's how they do fame. it up in Alaska? Well, sometimes, yeah. yeah. Hmm. I mean, that's one campaign technique. If it was a draw, <laughs> why isn't the, the bear in charge? <laughs> You're an idiot, Sean. Yeah, God, you can't have bears in the stupid Senate. Question. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I'm excited about watching cable news when this all comes down. I just want to see people going berserko. Oh yeah, on the cable news. So. Oh yeah. Already, Re- rewind the uh, videos of uh, Rachel Maddow and company heartbroken on election night. Well, and if you if you remember how it went after the Mueller report, you thought it was over. Oh wait, it's not. Um, that's the way it is here, and I was watching MSNBC this morning, and they're right into the when the Bolton book comes out. This is going to be huge. So now the next date, the big <laughs> historic date, is the day the Bolton book comes out, and we're going to build up toward that. So maybe you are. I'm not. But let's introduce everybody in the squad. When do we get to start eating Michelangelo's cheese dip? How are you this morning, Michael? Well, that's what I was going to say, Jack. I don't want to see you suffer. So go ahead and look uh, look at the cheese dip, grab a chip, and dip her in there and, and Tell me why it tastes on the air. I got to be careful because I think I'm sick. No, you don't, Jack. Oh, I think I'm sick, and I don't want to get anybody else sick. Oh, that way. Yeah, I'm not worried about how much I'm going to eat. Have you ingested any raw bats lately? Just Um, asking. My son had to come home from school yesterday with a 101 fever. Has he ingested any raw bats lately? (laughs) He may have. God, we made. He likes them on his pancakes. We (laughs) made the parenting mistake of uh, we don't think you're sick enough to stay home. Oh boy, he said I don't feel good, and he didn't have a fever or anything like that. And he'd been grumbling the night before about some stuff he didn't want to do at school, and Mm. so we sent him to school. And then I got a call from the school, middle of the day. Uh, He's in the office. He's got a one-on-one fever, and then every teacher said, "Yes, Sam's really sick." He was sitting in the corner, and I thought he. I told him, he went to the bath. He told me he went to the bathroom and he has leaned over the toilet for a long time. I said, if you're ever doing that again, go ahead and tell them you want to come home. Right. That, that's 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 definitely sick. Well, I you told you, you I was at sick. Him and right, exactly. don't be yelled at anybody. Uh, you that's guys that never heard me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what he was. You called I, me a liar. He was lying down in the uh, office when I went in there. He's laying down on a couch. And he's uh, like, I, say, I told you I was. Sad. There's the one. That's the one who didn't <laughs> <Right>. listen, officer. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I'm gonna eat the cheese dip, but I don't want to touch it because I'm afraid well, I, I got a big the... spoon there. Yeah. So okay. if you want to you know, dip someone. That. There's positive Sean who smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Um uh bit of a on air uh, on air meeting. I have uh, it's down to two separate choices for my opening clip today. Okay. There's our a, opening clip. You don't own it. I I play it. I own it. <laughs> it is on your show, but I own the clip. What are your pronouns? <laughs> um do you want something that I find to be a interesting right, how commentary? Many, how many pieces of tinfoil are on this? I've stripped off eight pieces of tinfoil. At what point do I, I get to down to the cheese dip? I wanted to keep okay. it warm for you. Well, that's, that was, that's good. Yeah. I understand. But that's a lot of tinfoil. Is this one of those jokes where you open a box and oh, it's a no. smaller box? And, no, no, no. Uh, it, it, yeah, I think I'd be very happy. Russian I, stacking yeah, dolls he's of trying cheese to get dip. You to, uh, I'm sorry, Sean. He's trying to burn you a few calories off there, Tubby. <laughs> Back to you, Sean. Uh, uh, commentary on the weird hypocrisy during the impeachment trial, or do you want something about Super Bowl related? I, I'm I'm up to here with the impeachment. Oh, yeah. person. Super Bowl all, all the right. way. Yeah. Say no more. All right. Say no more. All right. Well, then I guess we're ready to begin the show. There, uh, about to get into the cheese. Human. Uh, 
garbage disposal. My only concern is that that's not going to be enough. I hope that's enough for everybody. It's Friday, January 31st at midnight tonight. England is no longer a part of the EU, and it's the end of the month of January. The year Hello. 20, the year 2020, we're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Goodbye. All right, let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations and the NFL's rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. If it happens at the Super Bowl, you can probably bet on it. Coin toss, the length of the national anthem, even the color of Gatorade is dumped on the winning coach. Will any player be arrested in Miami after the game? Other prop bets? How many times President Trump tweets during the game? Will Shakira and J-Lo twerk during the halftime show? Jennifer Lopez. Whether or not she's going to show butt cleavage. Butt cleavage. The gluteal cleft is my preferred uh, term. Wow, first of all, the cheese dip is every bit as good as I remember from previous years. Secondly, are you kidding? J-Lo and Shakira are going to twerk? Who's who's betting no on that? Mm, <laughs> we, I think we need to come to a common definition of twerking. I mean, I know it when I see it, goodness knows, but merely shaking one's buttocks is not twerking. It doesn't count as twerking? I don't think it does, no. No, I think one must we'll assume to, the position, we'll have to, okay. as it were. We'll have to look that up. Yes. Uh, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's outstanding. My gosh, it's uh, it's, it's too much. Um, one of the best political commentators in the country, Lon He Chen, on the program later, and we'll bring you up to speed on a whole bunch of different things. The uh, 13-year-old boy that voices Peppa Pig, the childhood classic, has retired. So oh, my. That's an early retirement. We have much big news. Uh, stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty Show. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Chiefs still about a one-point favorite for the Super Bowl, so that's, that's exciting. It'll be a war. I hope so. I told you before, I could picture Chiefs blowout. I could picture Niners blowout. I could picture overtime. Right. It's just a couple of great explosive teams. Niners with an, an unbelievable defense. It's just it, it's an exciting game if you care at all about football. We have the prediction from Alexa, Siri, and Google Assistant on who they think will win the game. Day to day, I find them annoying and practically useless, so why wouldn't I appeal to mm-hmm. them? Excellent. <laughs> Mailbag coming up in a moment or two. Ooh, Take it easy in there, cheese dip boy. Right now, though, let's take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. Like a four day long PowerPoint. This is supposed to be Trump's punishment, not mine. This cancel culture. It's so funny. When they do polls, they find like 80 to 90% of the people in this country hate this shit. You know, it makes you realize that uh, um, you got to make every day count. Yeah, I, I, I certainly feel the urge. Impeaching would deny both justice to an individual and justice to our Constitution. Donald Trump couldn't find Ukraine on a map if you had the letter U and a picture of an actual physical crane (laughs) next to it. We'll have things under control without all of these knobs and buttons. Quoth the raven, nevermore. Officer, I, I, I didn't know there was chocolate in there. If we call John Bolton, I promise you we're calling Hunter Biden soon. 
Is it possible that by tomorrow night the impeachment trial is over and we've turned the corner on this major question and this major moment in history? More than possible, I would say likely. Oh, hi, I'm Frederick Miller. It's F-R-E-D-R-I-C-K-M-M-I-L-L-E-R. Did you say spell it? Oh, boy. No lengthy orations from the impeachment trial, Sean? I would have just, I'd pay good money to hear them over again. Yeah, the fact that (laughs) that was... Let's relitigate it. Oh, Oh, boy. Mailbag. Here's your wisdom-loving quote of the day. It's not exactly a freedom-loving quote of the day, but it was sent along by uh, Al Anonymous. Uh, Well, I'm sure he wouldn't mind us giving his name for that part, but he wrote some other things that were rather controversial. Anyway, it's from T.S. Eliot's play The Rock. Here at The Rock! Written in 1930. Smell what The Rock is cooking! Hmm, that's a good one. The Sean Connery Nicolas Cage movie? At The Rock. Exactly. Um, uh, it was written in 1934, Jack. And so the point he's trying to make is even more powerful today. And here is the point. Where is the wisdom we have lost in knowledge? And where is the knowledge we have lost in information? That's a good one. It took me a couple. And uh, 1934 is pre-internet. He's talking about how what sometimes... What they do all day? I don't know. Farm. Where is the wisdom we have lost in knowledge? And where is the knowledge we have lost in information? Meaning, sometimes we just, we know a lot, but we forget the simple truths that have always been, and or we're so inundated with information, we know a lot of stuff that is either useless or untrue. And that is, uh, please, T.S. Eliot, his head would explode, living in the uh, the current world. What's the uh, knowledge is that tomato is a fruit, wisdom is not putting it in a fruit salad. Exactly. Huh? Ooh, that's well neat. said. Again, that's from T.S. Eliot Again, as well. you are the king of that sort of thing. Yes. Yeah, so We all have our gifts. Well, Jack, back to the information overload. I long for simplicity. I long for beauty. Uh, and, and I find that the beautiful, gentle art of the Japanese haiku brings me what I'm looking for. Oh, boy. It's, Jack, it's the, the five syllables, the seven, then the five. That makes it entertaining for six-year-olds and no one else. That's probably racism. I crave structure. This is perfect for me. Thank you, Sean. <clears throat> Lover of the arts, Sean. Quest. Oh, I'm sorry. It's another impeachment haiku from Tim, and I would suggest it is the final impeachment haiku from Tim. Questions completed. Senate split on witnesses. Trump gets acquitted. Mm. 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 That is actually all you need to know that, yeah, that, in that's... 17 syllables. Or you could turn on CNN and listen to him drone on with just the height of stupidity and boringness for the next 10 hours. It's pretty interesting you could sum up everything that happened in that amount of time. Yeah. I just indeed. got myself a second helping of cheese dip, so my speaking should become slower and slurred. Mm, good. In the next hour. It's really yeah. good this year. It's, yeah, this, it is an extra, excellent year for the cheese dip. Oh. Thank you, guys. <laughs> I'm working with hogs. <laughs> I might as well be a hog farmer. Uh, speaking of animals, we were discussing yesterday. Uh, what was the uh, what state was it that was uh, trying to come up with a definition of milk? Do you remember Wisconsin? I th- yeah, I think it was Wisconsin um, that said it is the uh, lacteal secretions from a hooved animal to keep not people from calling soy milk almond milk, soy milk. Right? It's not milk. Marissa in Phoenix says I lactate. Joe, does that make me a hoofed animal? 
Well, wow. I've, I've never seen your feet, Marissa, but I assume no. I've, but, I've never seen your feet. No, but apparently your milk is not good enough for the grocery stores of Wisconsin or Virginia or wherever it was. So uh, I'm sorry. Sorry to hear that. Uh, oh, hey, uh, Vicky writes in, frequent correspondent Vicky through the years. Today is my last day of work. Retiring. Boom, today. Work today. Watch the Super Bowl, wake up Monday morning, and whatever. That's got to be a weird feeling. I know it. How do you not use a sick day on your last day of work? She found us about a dozen years ago. You've been part of my daily getting ready ritual and 60-mile commute. 60 miles. Wow. Thank you for entertaining and informing me. No problem. Uh, My retirement schedule will likely include listening to full four hours every day as I enjoy all the other aspects of not working. Now, that's a model for everyone. Yes. Listen on your commute. If you retire, listen when you're not commuting. You no longer have to work. Dedicate your life to listening to the entire show. Thanks for the note, Vicky. There is some drama in the impeachment this afternoon that could be exciting. We'll tell you about that coming yeah, up. Yeah, right? See busy. Oh, okay. See <laughs> busy writing in. Fame is like socialism. I was listening to your segment on Jessica Simpson. Something struck me. Fame is like socialism. It sucks when you have it, but the naive continue to want it, thinking they'll be the ones to make it work. That's pretty good right there. That is very good, see busy, as usual. No, no, no. I wouldn't be driven crazy and uh, and and become miserable if I was famous. I wouldn't, but I see your point that you're saying. <laughs> Everybody right. does think that, right? Wow, I have a a story about a dog stabber here that I really want to get to. It, mm. it, it's an it's an interesting point, but we really don't have time. Uh, yeah, the drama that is going to occur today, perhaps in the Senate, and there'll be a, a moment where every all eyes are on one human being. Stay tuned for that coming up, among other stuff. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I am already starting to feel sick. I've eaten so much of Michael's Super Bowl cheese dip. We've been on the air for half an hour. That's a good start, I think. That's a wall. You need to break through that. Absolutely. And over on the other side of that wall, that's Pleasure Town. (laughs) And I have something else for you, Jack, as a matter of fact. Yeah. For a dessert. Okay, save that for me. Uh, Keep that a secret. So we do have some breaking news here, some breaking news we should get to. Another candidate has gotten out of the race. With Iowa just three days away, Pete Buttigieg would be crazy to get out. Who has gotten out is John Delaney. Oh, I see what you did there. Yes, John Delaney (laughs) is out, everybody. John, you couldn't picture him? You can't picture him. John Delaney, is that the... You didn't know he was still running... No, he's out. Is that the yeah, one good. who looks like Hank Hill's barber friend? Yes. Okay. okay. I think so. Yeah. What, what did Bernie have to say about that? Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah good. Yeah, good. So he's out. Uh, yeah, and we do have the caucuses on Monday, so we're going to roll from one story that ends today, it looks like, into another story that is just starting on Monday, and by uh, Monday night we'll have a winner and um, all that sort of stuff. But today, in impeachment... It's all about whether or not they vote for witnesses. If the um, vote comes down, no witnesses, it ends. So where is any excitement whatsoever in this? Lamar Alexander, senator from Tennessee, came out yesterday and said he's a no. Mitt Romney's a yes. Susan Collins is a yes. No. You, you needed four yeses. They're definite yeses. I didn't know that. Yeah, there are two definite yeses, one no and one maybe of the four possibles. Uh-huh. So you could get to 50-50 if Lisa Murkowski comes out today. 
and <coughs> announces, and she's going to announce during our show whether she's a yes or no. But that puts it at 50-50, which means when it comes voting time, everybody's going to be looking at John Roberts. So are you going to break the tie or not? Because you can. It's optional. It's optional. Right. It's your choice. And there have been Supreme Court justices that have. Right. Over minor issues. See, you're being misled on some of this. If you haven't been reading the Andrew Johnson impeachment like I have. Right. In the original Greek. Um, uh, Supreme Court justice uh, weighed in during that trial on a couple of 50-50 votes. But the 50-50 votes were on, should we adjourn right now? Oh, I'm tired. We're not done. Not heavily consequential things like, Uh does this go on for another month or end in five minutes? Right. And everybody's expecting uh, John Roberts to stay out. And I don't think he's probably going to make an announcement ahead of time. First of all, I'm kind of interested that these senators are making their announcement ahead of time. That's probably the adult proper way to do it. They're not going with the John Bolton, let's make this as dramatic as possible (laughs) to try to sell a book or get ratings. Why would you keep it a secret up until vote time, other just for dramatic effect? If you've made your decision... Can't think of any reason. No, there's no good reason. If you've decided, yeah. If you've made your de- decision, you make your announcement, and these senators have, and I like that. But I don't think the Supreme Court justice is going to do that. No, he, I think not, he's going to say, it's up to y'all. He can't make an announcement on a hypothetical anyway, because he's got to wait till the votes come in, and then he's just going to sit there. Yeah. And uh, your cable news channels are all going to try to zoom in on him and look at his face, and nothing's going to happen, and then off we go. So do you say Mitt's a yes or a maybe? He's a yes. Okay, interesting. Uh, I'm of Lamar Alexander's uh, bent, his philosophy. He said, look, I believe what they're saying about the phone call. It's just not impeachable. We're done here. That's why he says it's no big deal to have witnesses. Right. What's the point of witnesses? I believe what you told me. Yes. Right. Right. We're having an election in November. We'll have all the people vote. Uh, a lot of people think it's not that big a deal. We'll have a vote. We're through here. So there you go. Although John Roberts has done some odd things. Remember the infamous tax decision in Obamacare. It's not a penalty. It's a tax. Yeah, I guess something surprising could happen. All of a sudden he weighs in. As the, the just now, now, do I understand right that the, the Senate could then overrule him? I thought I had heard that. I thought I'd read that the Senate could vote to overrule him, but then clearly you wouldn't have the votes to overrule him. So what difference would it make? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That would be an odd thing. Unless somebody's just anti judges meddling in the Senate and yeah. switches sides to spite him, which is now we're fully into CNN speculating. Right. You know, there'd probably be 90 hours of debate over whether or not that's a good idea. Judy uh, wrote in with me to work this morning, which is a rarity because she's giving me a ride to a medical thing later on. But, um, we listened to a segment of CNN going on and on and on about the impeachment, and it got done. I said, sweetheart, absolutely none of that is ever going to happen. <laughs> Everything you've just heard yeah. was a waste of your time. Non-stop. Yeah. So on the same day that John Delaney gets out of the race and impeachment comes to an end, we'll turn the page to the caucuses on Monday, I guess. <laughs> what? If John Delaney? Or you weren't in the room for that no. major announcement. Oh, my gosh. No. Did, Wait a minute. Going back it, to his barbershop. It's hit me like a brick. <laughs> Yes, he looks like the barber from Hank Hill. But he is getting out of the race. I'm the king of the hill. (laughs) Ah, boy. Oh, the other thing about taking in the news this morning that I found interesting was I happened to be listening to um, the uh, CNN. What are people calling it these days? I'm going to start using that. Uh, Corrupt News Network or whatever. Um, And they were reporting. It was right at the beginning of the report on the Lamar Alexander letter. He put out a written statement why he's doing what he's doing. 
And they reported on it. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. Then I happened to flip over to Fox News just as they began their report on the Lamar Alexander letter. And it was as if it was two different people and two different letters. There was almost no commonality in the reports whatsoever. No overlap. Except for the obvious you know, conclusion, he's voting no on witnesses. Um, CNN only reported... That you know, and I ought to have it in front of me. In fact, I think I do somewhere. You know what? I'll grab it because there are certain aspects of it that are really interesting. Uh, we'll hit you with in a minute, but um, there was no overlap. CNN merely went on and on about. I think the president did this. How about that, Lamar Alexander? But he doesn't think it's impeded. Oh no! Then Fox News said Lamar Alexander putting out a letter in which he excoriated Democrats for their haphazard and shallow and partisan impeachment. On and on and on. There was zero overlap. That's interesting. And and listen, the reason I bring that up, everybody knows CNN has a different bent than Fox News, but how are we as countrymen supposed to then gather in the public square and have a discussion? Well, if everybody took in both sides, which would take a lot of time, you could possibly, but almost no one is. Yeah, I I wouldn't unless Uh, I did it for a living, frankly. Right. It's too time consuming. You watch the show that makes you feel the best, and, uh, and and then you are completely unaware of the other. A couple of non-impeachment things, which is uh, certainly welcome around here. The rate of fatal drug overdoses in the United States declined in 2018 for the first time in 30 years. Wow. Wow. That's a turnaround. Getting that Narcan on the streets, is that it? or what? I don't know. And last year, life expectancy went up for the first time in four years. Life expectancy had been going up for you know a century and a half right. in the United States, but it had, it had reversed in the last four years, mostly due to these drug overdoses. I suppose uh, that's tied in. Um, now, I will point out one thing. There has been an increase in drug overdoses, and I think it was four or five states including uh, Calunicornia, uh, ground zero of the junkie and bum explosion, where the word has been put out, if you're a junkie, we will make it as easy as possible for you to live the junkie lifestyle. That grand experiment in utopian enabling. Um, and so the, the overdoses continue to go up. Other non-impeachment news. The number of troops being treated for traumatic brain injuries following that Iranian attack on our U.S. base is climbed to 64. Wow. And there have been many rocket attacks on our facilities that are almost certainly from people who are backed by Iran. So, yeah, that one is, it's been on the back burner, but it is not over. Yeah. You'd think it was, as, you know, for instance... Corrupt News Network drones on and on and on about impeachment to the exclusion of all else. But there's more happening in the world, no doubt. I have uh, eaten too much cheese dip. Already? What, uh, what, oh, yeah, easily. Uh, what? Uh, what's the most common thing at a Super Bowl party? The most common. Some sort of dip, right? Alcohol? Oh. No, alcohol, yeah. Oh, Certainly. my. <clears throat> Snack-wise? Yeah. Some uh, sort of dip? You know, um, certainly some sort of chip, some sort of seven layerish cheese and or taco uh, dip is it's practically universal these days. I think mm. I can't think of the last party I went to without it. I don't know if I've ever been to a chipless Super Bowl gathering. Uh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. There, there are chips and there are things to uh, to shovel into your mouth with said chips. I haven't been to a Super Bowl party in a while, though. I'm, I'm kind of, you know, talking out my hat. They used to say, <laughs> "Yeah, they haven't said that for a hundred years." I That's all right. <laughs> I like the traditional things, Jack. I'm talking on my hat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. The Frito is a great edible spoon for dip. 
It's uh, really one of your all-timers. If you're having a Super Bowl party, bring the Fritos. I'm a tortilla chip guy, but I'm willing to reach across and the aisle and concede that the, the, uh, the, Frito, the Frito is fine. Frito it's is not good, so but it's fine. thick and sturdy. You can get like a pound of dip on that thing, and it will not buckle under the pressure. Yeah, but the taste is like you you know went under that bed you haven't vacuumed for a long time. You don't time like the taste of Fritos? The floor. It tastes like just, <sighs> it's terrible. I don't know who you are. You think it's you know a guy. Good. You think you know someone. No. Why I can't would believe you, I work with somebody uh, like this. I mean, it's use, it's it's useful as a shovel and about as tasty as one. While you were out of the studio, Sean and I were discussing whether or not Frito is the greatest chip of all time. Oh, good Lord. I was saying top four chip. Easily no, not top even four in the chip. Top 15. And, please. and my guess is. I'd rather have a cow chip. My guess is that from a scientific standpoint, it ranks at the very top of. The flavors designed by scientists to disappear immediately, so you want another one. Oh, now you may have a point there. I think it's yeah. is, it is the most manipulative of chips. Joe, you probably like those pretentious blue corn chips, right? Because they're, they're a different color than your traditional corn chips. They are not pretentious. <laughs> have you ever had the, the purple ones? They're absolutely delightful. <laughs> there are, seriously, a dozen chips I would ingest before I would eat really? a, a damned Frito. Wow. Yeah. A damned yeah. Frito. <laughs> Yeah, why don't you just tear down the uh, the wall and open the borders? You're gonna uh, golf, you know, <laughs> snarf down Cheetos. I like good American. You chips. know, it's uh, got a Spanish Idaho name. Idaho potatoes, so... not Mexican yeah, chips. It's clearly racism that's driving his dislike of Fritos. <laughs> so now I figured out it. Exactly. Racism, Rube Boomer racism is what it is. Oh, 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 oh I'm working with Don Lemon. <laughs> Oh, my God. Only your Rube Boomer racism would keep you from enjoying I've the humble triggered. Frito. I'm triggered. <laughs> Much on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. can make this speech really short. All I have to do is say, uh, hello, Iowa. You have no choice. You have to vote for me. Otherwise, everything that you've built in your entire life will be gone. Goodbye, Iowa. Have a good time. Instead, I work my ass off up here, okay? That is, uh, well, that's Trump doing his Trump thing in Iowa yesterday, and that is hilarious, and somebody's got to run against that. Good luck. We got more clips from Trump. He did he did his famous boot edge edge bit, which killed. Crowd went wild. Boot edge edge, they call him, and the crowd went wild. Always a huge hit. Uh hilarious. Um <laughs> uh, Bernie Sanders is still mad about the Dodgers leaving New York. The only reason <laughs> I find that entertaining, and as I knew that, that Sean would enjoy this, is that you got a candidate old enough. To have been old enough when the Dodgers left in New York for San Francisco, or for L.A., that you're still upset about it. Wow. For well over half a century, Bernie Sanders has remained fixated on one of the most profound heartbreaks of his childhood. His beloved Dodgers decamping for for L.A. in 1957 when he was a (laughs) 16-year-old. Not a joke. He was almost what? an adult when the Dodgers went to L.A. I mean, I realize it's basic arithmetic. Right, I know, but still that shocking. I could have performed on my own. <laughs> but it is shocking. <laughs> wow. Well, all right. Still sharp, though, like old oh, yeah. man Dershowitz. Oh, yeah. Impressive. Oh, yeah. uh, the 49ers will win the Super Bowl, according to Alexa. If you ask Alexa who will win the Super Bowl... That's the she, Amazon one, right? She says the 49ers. If you ask yes. Siri and Google, they will not give you an answer. 
idiots. So I don't know what that means. How about the Madden simulation? Has anybody heard about that? That's predicted the uh, the winner as often as not, as I recall. <laughs> Siri, who will win the Super Bowl? Oh, no, that's not what I asked. Hold on. You. Give her the rough side of your tongue. I do. Siri, who will win the Super Bowl? are favored to defeat the 49ers by one and a half points. I didn't ask for the odds, you useless piece of technology. <laughs> this is abuse. <laughs> I could have looked up the odds myself. I needed to factor in momentum, big game playability. Answer the questions I asked, phone. <laughs> <laughs> Siri is about useless for anything more than, is there a taco place near here? <laughs> I mean, I will uh, ask her to play this or look for this, and it's just, it's it's useless. My wife mostly uses it for a set a timer for five minutes when That's she puts good. muffins in the oven yeah. or something. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. It will tell you what is near you, but um, I asked it to just automatically download and play a podcast, and she was completely befuddled what I was talking about. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I didn't, I was, well, anyway. So, listen, a, a sort of tangential to impeachment note here. Uh, Donald J. Um, is, uh, well, the main reason the Democrats wanted to impeach him is because there's a huge likelihood he will win re-election. Power of the incumbency, strong economy, the rest of it, in spite of his, his low approval numbers, they're good enough. And Gallup came out with a poll just yesterday, I believe, it was on a number of issues, your satisfaction with how stuff is that I thought was so interesting. And they're comparing January of 2017 to January of now. When Trump was inaugurated to now, the state of the U.S. economy satisfaction has gone from 46% to 68%. That's huge. I, I mean, the growth is huge, and the 68% is pretty strong. Security from terrorism has gone up from 50 to 68%. So that's an interesting, I, 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 I don't know, I think I'd be flat on that. Hard to argue with the economy, unemployment numbers, the stock market, whatever you want to use. Wages rising, yeah. the rest of it, yeah. Um, military strength and preparedness. Two-thirds of us were satisfied three years ago. Now it's 81%. Wow, that's huge rise. State of race relations. How are we feeling about that? Boy, you want to talk about a hot button. Are you woke? Is somebody called you racist just for having light skin lately? Well, in January 20, January 2017, 22% of us said we're satisfied. Now it's 36 that's surprising to me. I would have thought it would go the other direction. And policies to reduce or con- tr- control crime has gone from 38% to 47% are satisfied with that. Hmm. Um, not Californians, since crime has been uh, you know, decriminalized yeah, and it's well, skyrocketing. For, for me, locally, that's not true. And why wouldn't you look at it locally? I don't live in the rest of the country. Right, but I I'm just talking about yeah, yeah. the electoral chances of Donald J. And sure. again, that is Gallup uh, doing that poll. It's not, you know... It's not the, the Trump campaign doing it. I wonder. Maybe those it, numbers are unbeatable. What is the what is, is was it seeing it through the lens of Trump, or were they just asking those questions independently? Independently. Okay. It's just Gallup's usual poll of how do you feel about these issues, which they do every I don't know a couple of months or whatever. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's those numbers are absolutely striking. Yeah, some of them I don't. I'm surprised by, but yeah, I think part of the reason you and I are surprised by it is the near exclusivity of the left voice in media. It's just overwhelming. 
even if you are a conservative and, and you read the, the the various you know everything from the um. Uh, well, just all the conservative uh, websites that some of us enjoy, and you watch Fox News and the rest of it, you can't help but feel overwhelmed by the voices of the left, because they're everywhere. Um, but th- these numbers are just knockout positive. I can't believe the Dodgers are leaving New York. I hope a hot dog costs $27 <laughs> in Los Angeles. Still mad about it. I will nurse this grudge for at least... Sixty-three. It's four years. The uh, examiner is reporting that they that Trump is going to use the State of the Union address. Is that this Tuesday? It is. I tell you, it's like this is all pre-planned. It really he is. Impeachment ending Friday afternoon, night, whatever. Monday's the Iowa caucuses. Tuesday is the State of the Union. What do we declare war on Canada Thursday? It really is like a bunch of TV executives got together and had to spread out the awards shows or something. Yeah. Uh, that's weird. But uh, according to the examiner, the White House plans to use the State of the Union address Tuesday night as an impeachment victory lap right in front of all the people that uh, brought it forward with Nancy sitting behind him. Oh, well, my God. <laughs> I am more excited about a State of the Union address than I've been in many moons. Oh, 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 right in their faces. Oh, oh, boy. He might bring a football and spike it. Oh, boy. And you got all those people sitting next to each other that have been calling each other liars and shredding the Constitution. Oh, and yeah. For both the House and the Senate, all right there in one room. RBG grabbing a nap. It'll be exciting. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, we'll cover it all.